Hi, my name is Charles, and I have the privilege of preaching today here at Blendville. Our text today is going to be in Mark. It's going to be Mark 1, uh, or 2, 1 through 12. So in today's world, there's a lot of things we take for granted. Carrying things, for instance, it may sound insignificant, but carrying groceries a few miles without a car or a bus really changes your perspective. Or take modern phones. We're able to carry a camera, a notepad, a a phone, a supercomputer that has more power than NASA had during the moon landings in our pockets. In fact, we're so efficient at carrying things that in order to actually break a regular sweat, we go to a specialized place where we lift heavy specialized equipment. Uh, imagine trying to explain a gym to a 10th century brick worker. We're pretty good at carrying things on our own in more ways than one. But today in our text, we're going to examine a different look at carrying, carrying ourselves, carrying others, and being carried. First, some context. At this point in Mark, Jesus and his disciples have become extremely popular to listen to, preaching and teaching a whole different way, uh, with his own authority rather than listing a bunch of other rabbis. So Jesus and his disciples have been all over Galilee, trying to reach as many people as possible before things get really crazy. And they finally land back in Capernaum. So let's walk through the text in its entirety real quick. And when he returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them, Jesus. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose immediately, picked up his bed, and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Now, there's a lot happening in this text. We have a massive crowd stuffed in a house all the way to the door, listening to Jesus teach and preach. We have the tenacious faith of four men hoisting a paralyzed man on the roof, committing OSHA violations, and literally lowering the man through the ceiling. And we have Jesus at the middle of all of this, teaching, healing, and giving a lesson about his authority to the religious elite grumbling in the corner. But you may be asking, what does this have to do with carrying things besides the paralyzed man? Well, we'll get back to that. But first, it's important to know that one, we were built to carry each other. What do I mean by that? More than just physical carrying in our scripture. We, people, were meant to live and work in communities made of others. From the very beginning in Genesis, we see a need for community. In Adam needing a partner, Eve. We also are made in the image of God, who he himself is a community, so it only makes sense that we are built to need others in our lives. 
People typically don't flourish alone or outside of others, and they group together to support each other. Even the business tech world know the importance of groups and teams. Take, for instance, the tried and true example of the draft horse. Horses played such a big role in history that we still use them as a measurement of power, which is crazy. A single draft horse can typically pull 8,000 pounds of weight. That's a lot by any standard. But what about two? Well, normally you'd think doubling the number would be sufficient, but it wouldn't be accurate. Two draft horses are capable of pulling around 22,000 pounds. And if they train regularly, together as a team, they can reach weights about 32,000 pounds. That's four times more than a single horse. When the horses work together and become familiar with each other, they know they're not alone and far exceed the expectation. The same is true with us. Story after story of human perseverance is saturated with togetherness and the need for each other. We are built to carry each other. It's in our DNA. No person is an island because we're built to reflect God. And God is not alone. But it doesn't just end there. It's just something that's, as something that's just efficient for efficiency's sake. We're also called to carry each other. We see this action in verses 3 and 4. Four guys we don't know the names of have enough faith and drive that they're going to get this paralyzed man to Jesus no matter what. Imagine someone gets his information. Jesus is in town. We're at. At his place. Let's go and bring our friend to Jesus. Imagine these four guys putting their friend in a homemade stretcher and booking it to the house. They're walking and they see a massive crowd flowing out of the house. It's filled up to the door. What are they thinking? Too late? Maybe later? Can these people move out of the way, perhaps? No! Let's get him to Jesus. Let's get to the roof and make a hole and get our friend down to Jesus. I think we take for granted that these unknown, unnamed men had such a strong desire to get their friend to Jesus so he could be healed. If that isn't a call to carry our brothers and sisters in community, both literally and figuratively, I don't know what is. As Christians, our whole heritage is steeped in this. In Galatians 6, we're called to bear one another's burdens, fulfilling the law of Christ. Hebrews 10 goes like this, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day drawing near. John 13, Jesus charges us to love one another as he loved us. I could go on. It's, it's endless in scripture. But here, in a little homemade window in the ceiling, we see it all in action, put into motion. It's truly a radical example of following through with faith. But it's still hinged on one thing, as all of our faith is. Jesus. This might be the Bible school answer, but it is in fact true on all levels. We are created to carry others in community. We are called to carry each other. But it's contingent towards carrying people towards Christ. As the body of Christ, we are called to carry each other before the presence of Jesus, the one who can truly forgive and heal. The paralyzed man was forgiven and healed because of the faith of his friends. The men who brought the paralyzed man to Jesus didn't do any of the healing. They couldn't forgive the man of his sins, but they believed Jesus could, and they brought him to Jesus' feet. Jesus does the heavy lifting. Through his life, death, and resurrection, all things are made new. 
lives, community, nations, you name it, everything. We're not called to do the heavy spiritual lifting. We are not called to take things on ourselves. We are called to carry each other closer to Jesus so we can let him do the work. Carrying each other in community doesn't have to look flashy. It doesn't have to be dressed up in fancy conferences or group projects. It looks a lot like Acts 2.42. Devoted to everyday meeting, praying, studying the scriptures, attending worship, meeting the needs of others, the community, and praising God. What does this mean for us? So we know we are meant to carry others. People are communal. That makes sense. We know that we're called to carry each other closer to Christ. For There's so many examples in scripture actual calls to do so, to imitate Christ. And we know that Jesus is the one who's carrying us the rest of the way, healing, forgiving, and changing our lives. But what do we do with this today? My challenge to you is to ask yourself, who in your life is carrying you closer to Christ? And who are you helping carry closer to Christ? Who are your come alongside people, caring, supporting, and encouraging, and challenging each other to get to Jesus? Do you have them? Is it deeper than a once-in-a-week, 10-minute conversation at church or in passing? It's a lot harder to show others Jesus when we don't have a community of people seeking him to show them. This isn't a put-down. This is a challenge to encourage you that we are not alone. We're together. We are called as believers to carry each other closer to Christ. Who are we crying? Who are we carrying? Blessings to you.